One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The 11 to 1 show. It's dark, there's plenty of twists and I couldn't put it down. I have a summer reading recommendation on the way for you after Fine Young Cannibals and LMFM's 11 to 1. Oh, what is that in the sky? Could the sun be back? Oh, thanks be to God. Couldn't be looking at that rain anymore. It is fantastic to see it in the sky, however fleeting it may be there. We welcome it. It is uh, 11 to 1. If you want to get in touch, 086 1800 658. I actually sat in the garden this morning eating my breakfast because it was so nice and sunny. It was really good. It's like, I haven't done that, I don't think, since the start of June. For God's sake. Need to get a bit of the summer back. We really do. Now, if you're looking for a summer reading recommendation, I have the one for you. Now, I know Jerry Kelly was talking about this on Friday but I pinched his book, okay? <laughs> I spotted it. I was on the lookout for something. I love a dark, twisty, suspense thriller. Who done it? You know, oh, you thought this character was one way. Oh, they weren't. They were actually the, the snake in the grass the whole time. This is one of those books. And um, he was chatting about it in his book club on Friday. But it's um, The End of Us by Olivia Kiernan. I haven't read her work before, but I know that she has a couple of other novels now, a series focused on a detective that I'm definitely going to have to get my hands on now. But this book, when I tell you, I read it so quickly. It's that sort of dark thriller, twists and turns, a real shocker at the end as well. No spoilers here, but if you're looking for something that you can just, you know, get sucked into. I just finished it last night. I'd started it on Saturday and just got straight through with them last night. And now I have a hole in my life. I'm like, oh, for God's sake, what am I going to read now? But this book, right, it's called The End of Us. It's set in an upmarket new development in Wimbledon. You know, like one of those huge houses that you could only dream of affording, which just adds to the experience and the fantasy when you're reading this. And it focuses on glamorous couple Miles and Lana Butler. He's a doctor. He's a GP hoping to kind of take over the practice one day. And uh, she's a psychologist and they live in this gorgeous new development. Now, they're leaning on a mortgage that's just within reach. Do you know what I mean? They're sort of living a smidge now above their means. And one of Miles' investments fails. So they are bound to lose everything. He's on the cusp of sort of financial ruin. Then Gabby, uh, or sorry, Gabriel and Holly Wright have moved in just next door. So these guys are really sophisticated, ambitious, uh, very wealthy. And they meet uh, after uh, they have a dinner and an after dinner drink with them. And uh, Miles and Lana share their worries. I mean, it's a bit bizarre that they sort of share their financial worries with with the Wright family. But they do. 
And uh, something, a solution to the couple's problems is suggested. Life insurance fraud. For a cut of the payout, the rights would help them. No one thought they were being serious. No one agreed they'd actually go through with it. Then one night, Lana, Miles' wife, doesn't come home. Dun, dun, dun. And on it goes. It is fantastic. Highly, highly recommend. I'm on the lookout now for another book. So <laughs> if anyone's reading something good, let me know. And don't forget, Jerry Kelly, every month he's talking about books and he's chatting to authors as well. So there's no... Um, you know, if you're looking for inspiration or summer reading, then The Late Lunch, they are the guys with all of the knowledge. But that one was just fantastic. The the end. It's The End of Us, The End of Us by Olivia Kiernan. Going to have to hunt down now the rest of her books. Just want to let you know as well, by the way, today, the RSA are in Dundalk Retail Park. So Road Safety Authority, they are back doing their free Check It Fits services. They're going to be at Smith's Toys there in Dundalk Retail Park. Another way you throw the car seat in and you hope that it fits properly. Well, these guys will let you know if it's definitely fitting properly. They're there until 5.30pm. So it is your chance to check that the child's car seat is secure. Uh, so they're in Smith's Toys and Dock Retail Park today until 5.30. Now getting back to the music, here's Adele. There's Adele with hello. I have a couple of hellos and shout outs and requests coming in on 086-1800-658. We're going to get to them. Plus, we have Calvin Harris and Ellie Goulding on the way and Barbie and Heimer. Yeah, it's what the cinemas are calling what the onslaught of uh, guests that they're going to be expecting this weekend for Barbie and Oppenheimer. It's going to be madness at the cinemas and we love to see it. We're going to be chatting about that as well. The 11 to 1 show. With Gilmore's Mercedes Benz Kings Court. Couple of messages coming in on WhatsApp 086 658 In the VHI clinic with my son, he sliced his finger open. They're playing your station. Oh, thank you so much, VHI sta- uh, clinic. Not sure whereabouts in the northeast that is. Uh, can you tell him to be more careful? Love him lots, his dad. Coming in from Gavin. Oh, listen, this is the time for it, isn't it? Kids getting into accidents and things like that over the summer holidays. He's in the right place there, though, in the VHI clinic. Hopefully, they're looking after him very well. I'm sure they are. Have a very special wedding anniversary to a request coming in as well from regular listener John in Balmacheny this is his first message he says will you wish a happy 28th anniversary to my wife Pauline it was the luckiest day of her life the day she met me so of course I had to reply to John and say Anna John after 28 years have you nothing more romantic and he says I'll leave the romantic stuff for the young people I'm sure she knows how I feel the day I met Pauline I met my best friend but it was as good as winning the lotto for her when she met me oh listen Pauline you're a great woman that's all I'll say to you but uh, wishing yourself and John a very happy anniversary uh, I'm going to play this one though for the little chap in the VHI clinic Mark he needs a miracle right now when you hold me That is the song of the summer 2023. Calvin Harris, Ellie Golding with Miracle and LMFM's 11 to 1. And this weekend, it is going to be quite the event at the cinema. Barbie and Heimer, they're calling it. So you've got Barbie, directed by Greta Gerwig, starring Mar- Margot Robbie, and Oppenheimer, directed by Christopher Nolan. Both movies that I'm really, really looking forward to, to seeing. And uh, we're going to be chatting a lot about them on Friday's show. As well as that, we have exclusive interviews with the cast of Barbie as well on Friday's programme.
uh, courtesy of our lovely pal Crossy Entertainment reporter. But I was looking up about this and the cinemas are really getting involved in celebrating this because uh, a lot of cinemas are doing different themed events and the Lighthouse Cinema in Dublin, they are holding a midnight screening of Oppenheimer on 35mm the way it is meant to be seen. This is Christopher Nolan's vision. Uh, while the Lighthouse is also offering 8am breakfast with Barbie screenings. I mean, come on now. That will be fantastic. And they're really encouraging people to kind of dress up and be themed with regards to this as well. And um, Also, the Lighthouse members, so if you're a member of the Lighthouse Cinema, you can see a behind the scenes with scheduled projection booth tours with projectionist Rob O'Brien. I would be all over that. I would be all over that. I remember in the Abbey Cinema here in Drogheda, whenever you would uh, nip to the loo during a film, you're able to kind of get a sneak. You could hear the projection, that whirring sound. It's just oh, magic to me. And you'd see the guy in there back in the day manning the projector just that's the magic of cinema for me it really really is so you can do that also they have you know parent and baby silver screenings as well uh, for uh, active retirement they also have um, you know open caption sensory and a one-off dog friendly screening of Barbie as well now that is in their sister uh, sister cinema in Galway so if you're in Galway on your holidays and you fancy popping in you can do that and you can file the details on the Lighthouse Cinema websites as well also looking up about Oppenheimer didn't realise that Killian Murphy went the extra mile when preparing for his role and he went through a big transformation in terms of his weight and uh, he said it's um, something that he really enjoys doing as an actor. He loves to sort of, you know, act with his body and he says uh, Oppenheimer had a very distinct physicality and silhouette so he wanted to get it right. Had to lose quite a bit of weight. I mean, the man is thin as it is but had to really kind of be very, very slim. He says this guy really existed on martinis and cigarettes but it was worth it. He said, uh, look, it's worth it for the role. I wouldn't advise it because, you know, it does get very, very unhealthy and you do become quite competitive with yourself over it. So there you go. Suffering for his art. I mean, tell you what, absolutely. This is the, the, the reason why he's picked and selected for these roles. Absolutely brilliant. So both movies out this weekend. And as I say, Niall will be telling us all the details of that on Friday's show. There's Boyzone, no matter what, on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, have you got a talent that you're ready to unleash to the world? I think it's time that the world could see your talent. Well, why not try out for Mead's Got Talent? This competition is coming to the Northeast in September and my next guests are very much encouraging to enter because they are from Dunshockland Dance Group and this talented group have been selected to perform in Disneyland and they're going to use the competition and a couple of other fundraisers to fund the trip. We're going to meet the gang after these. The 11 to 1 show. Have you got a talent you are ready to unleash to the world? Well, why not try out for Mead's Got Talent? This competition is encouraging you to embrace your passion, seize the spotlight and share your gift with the world. It's a unique talent show happening in September. All funds raised will be going to Dunshockland Dance. They have been selected to perform in Disneyland Paris on the main stage there in February next year. Very exciting stuff. Joining me now to tell us more about this fantastic opportunity and the talent show is founder of Dunshockland 
and dance Zoe Culliano and her students Melissa Connolly and Isabella Dunn they're all in studio with me now how are you getting on girls? Hello good thanks for having us we also have uh, another troupe inside there in studio two who are busy filming us at the moment Uh, everyone was so excited to to come into studio today but it's delighted delighted to have you Uh, so congratulations are in order what is the excitement like on a level of one to ten about Disneyland? Oh, it's just incredible. I don't think you could really describe it, you know. It's just an unbelievable thing to happen. So, yeah, it doesn't feel real yet, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, I can imagine. So tell us, Zoe, how did this opportunity for Dunshockle and Dance to perform in Disney come about in the first place? So um, this is a programme that Disneyland run and it's open to anyone in the world. So anybody in the world can apply amateur groups. And it just gives amateur groups a platform to perform, obviously, in a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So um, it's an audition process. So we just kind of had to send in uh, videos, a a few different videos, you know, to go through the process. Um, And then you just kind of hear back over time. It takes a while, but... um, yeah, you just kind of have to put your best troops forward and then see what happens. And then they were lucky to get selected. So, Amazing. yeah. <laughs> I can imagine the day that you find out that you're going to be going to Disneyland. Yeah. The excitement must have went through the roof. Absolutely brilliant. So you, as, as the dance teacher, you must be so proud of them all. I'm so proud. Yeah. No, I always like visioned this for them. And then to just have you know, just to be successful, then it's just a huge boost. And I'm just so proud of all of their hard work. They've worked so hard. And to be selected, you know, like us from Dunshockland out of everybody, you know, that can go for it. It's just, just insane. So that is pretty yeah. insane. Obviously, you guys are seriously talented. So tell us, like, are you already planning now in your mind the choreography yeah. for next year? Oh, yeah. Like we're starting in August. Okay. So that's, you know, we've been spending months just uh, choreograph and everything. They have a 20 minute slot on the stage, which is actually a long time. Usually it's only, you know, four minutes. And so it's going to take, you know, a long time to put together. So we start training uh, first week in August and then it's just like flat to the mat until (laughs) until we go. Yeah. Yeah, And and how many of the the dancers will you bring? Was it everybody together? You're trying to give everyone an opportunity or is it certain ages or how have you worked that? So we even had to do auditions for um you know on the lead up to this because yeah. we have a team that does all of our competitions it's our a competitive team so um we do auditions for that every year and then you know they do other competitions as well as this okay so it's all of all of them going. We have actually 94 members going. Wow, that's Which is huge. insane. That is huge. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be, we're just taking over, basically. Bringing Dunn Shotgun with us. Dunn Shotgun is taking over Disney. I love yeah. that. So will you get to like perform on stage with characters or how does it all work? Do you know what's going to happen in February yet? Um, it's just our own. Like, okay, so just you guys. Us. Yeah, yeah. No distractions from Minnie and yeah. Nikki in there as well. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's really exciting stuff. So obviously this costs more money and you know families yeah. are stretched as it is so you this mm-hmm. is why you're you're raising money with with this show which I'm going to chat to you about in a few in a few minutes but tell me about Dunshockland Dance because you set this up four years ago yeah so um I set this up basically just because I did a little bit of traveling myself and um, worked in the industry and I kind of noticed that I really wanted to bring some of what I've seen around back to Dunshockland and kind of create those opportunities that I was able to get as well and um, I think 
the industry in Dublin is very competitive and has a very high standard. So I kind of wanted to spread that a bit to Dunshocken and just provide them with as many opportunities as possible because it's not just about the weekly classes. So many students just want so much more than that. They want to do the competitions. They want to go to Disneyland. (laughs) They want to, you know, um, do things like this. And so... Yeah, I just kind of wanted to give them a bit of a flavour of all of the avenues that they can go into. So um, this is just the start and we'll see what's next for well, us. You well, know? after four years, things are going from strength to strength, yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your own journey then. Where does the love of dance come from? Would you have been performing from a very young age? or? Yeah, um, I probably started about six or seven, which is kind of like a late start. Some people start, you know, two years old or whatever. <laughs> um, and I danced in Dublin and then I just went into college and was dancing in college. And then after that, I went to America and I was teaching and dancing over there in New York and L.A. Um, and then I kind of got a job then with other dance schools and then just did all my qualifications and try to get as much knowledge as I could, went to different teachers. And then, um, yeah, I had everyone in my ear saying, you know, like Dunshockton is missing this. You have to, you know, start something here. So, yeah, that's why. So that's why you set up. So yeah. you do, like I was looking at the website, there's some amount of range of classes there. Give us yeah, a flavour of insane. some of the classes. <laughs> um, so we have hip hop, we have acrobatics, we have contemporary, um, jazz, we have wedding lessons. We have a baby bopper class, which is oh, like I a baby it. and parent class. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So and even like so, people who have two left feet who are like afraid, you know, on their wedding day that oh, all absolutely. eyes will be on them. Yeah. You guys teach that as well. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. We got a lovely comment there recently. Somebody <coughs> said that that was actually their favorite part to the lead up to their wedding was just getting that time together lovely. to dance. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice because it is. It's so stressful. It really is getting getting everything ready in terms of wedding. So to have that time as a couple is a lovely idea. Yeah, it's really nice. And it's lovely to kind of, you know, showcase that to your family as well, to have a lovely dance on your your first dance. I have to bring the girls in beside you here. We have Melissa and we have Isabella uh, patiently waiting here beside you to to chat as well. Melissa, tell us a little bit about your, your own journey, first of all, into dance and what sort of attracted you to the dance. Yeah, so I first started dancing around the age of eight. I was doing a lot of musical theatre. And then basically from a friend, I heard about Dunshockland Dance and how they did competitions and stuff. And I was really intrigued in that. So then I joined Dunshockland. I started doing a lot of their classes. Then basically just started doing a lot of competitions. And Okay, so you've got the competitive nature yes. in you as well. So give us an idea of what, what competitions you took part in. Um, well, we take part in like SDI, um, VAD and... And we went to like nationals as well in Blackpool. Oh, wow. Very nerve wracking. How do you feel like before competitions? Would you be up to kind of high dough in terms of the nerves or would you be kind of calm and collected? Yeah, I'm kind of in the middle. (laughs) Sometimes the nerves get me, sometimes they don't. (laughs) And this is something that you're passionate about. Is it like just more than a hobby for you or is it something that you see yourself maybe going on to do like Zoe has professionally? Yeah, definitely something I want to like pursue as a career and when I'm older. Okay, very So She's got her head screwed on, Zoe, already. <laughs> and, and Isabella is there beside you. Isabella, Dawn, tell us a little bit how you discovered the dancing. Were you encouraged at home or how did you get into it? Yeah, so I started dancing when I was younger as well. But I wanted to make more out of it. So when I heard of Dunshockland Dance, I started. And I took the classes. But then when we were able to do competitions, I decided to audition for that to do more competitive stuff. 
Okay, so also like Melissa with the competition side of things, yeah. what, what has been the toughest competition that you've been in? Probably when we went to nationals in Blackpool because that was the most nerve-wracking one because there was the most people at that one, so... Okay, so all eyes kind of and the judges yeah. are looking at everything. And are you dancing as a group or do you do little solo bits or how does that work? Um, I'm in the crew, we call it. So it's like a big group dance, but some people do do solos and duets and all. I just think it's fascinating how all this stuff comes together and how everyone moves so well in sync. It's absolutely brilliant. I think it's it's amazing. So you guys are heading towards, uh, working towards getting to Disneyland. You've got this the fundraiser coming up. Tell us about Mead's Got Talent, first of all, because this is the one I think a lot of people are going to be really interested in. Yeah, um, so I guess it kind of came about because... Um, we didn't want to just kind of be asking people for money. Like mm. we kind of were thinking, how do we get the community involved? And that's something that we're kind of known for as well. Like we always dance in the community and try to like spread the joy of dance. So um, this was something that we thought like this would bring, you know, a great experience to the community. So it's not just about, you know, donating money. It's actually something that people would love to be involved in. Um and it's also very inclusive so it's not just dance so it's you know if you're a singer if you're I don't know a comedian yeah. or a magician you can Acting. still go yeah. for it yeah the whole shebang so it's it's all of those talents even yeah. you know if you can play the glasses you know those yeah. <laughs> strange weird wonderful yeah. talents we want to see them all so how can people apply for this is it a case that they need to audition in advance or how does it work yeah so they just email so they email um, meadsgottalentshow at gmail.com and they just send in a quick little video and it's not you know gonna be super tough because we want everybody to to be there so um nobody has to worry about that it's just a quick video to just show the judges like what they're going to bring to me's got talent um and then just a little description about themselves like oh I'm going to be doing this song or singing this song and and that's really it so it's nice and straightforward um yeah, and, and you're working on judges at the moment. You're going to yeah. have quite top professional judges in the industry, aren't you? Absolutely, yes. Okay, <laughs> so the pressure will be on. Now, as well as this, I'm very excited about this and fans of Strictly are going to be fun, very excited yeah. about this because you're bringing your own Strictly Twist fundraiser as well, aren't you? Yes, so um, our, another event that we're also planning is a Mead Strictly Come Dancing. So this will be... Um, a dance platform, but it's not just for dancers. We want complete amateurs. The criteria is two left feet. So, you know. <laughs> sign me up. Where's my sign up? <laughs> exactly. So um, it's just another, like, it's just for a bit of crack, you know, like people um, in the community can just get together, learn a dance, nothing strict, and just have fun and perform on the night. Um, we have... DJ um, Marty Guilfoyle, he's gonna um, oh, listen. he's gonna MC Fantastic. for it, and um, and then we're gonna have some other judges as well, um. So yeah, that's going to be a great night. That's really going to be brilliant. And like you say, what I love about this is you're you're bringing the community together for, with regards to this, as opposed to as you say, just kind of approaching people and looking yeah, for money. That was really important. Yeah, yeah. to to kind of do that. So I'm wishing you all all the very best of luck in regards to getting to to Disney. I've no doubt you're going Thanks to do so it. Much. I'm going to follow the the journey as well and the progress with you guys and and see how things go. But for now, thank you all so so much for joining me in studio today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks a million. Uh, so if you want. 
to find out more about this okay they have an Instagram page Mead's Got Talent Instagram page also Mead's Got Talent show at gmail.com okay that's the email that you need to send in your little video of what you're going to perform on the night Mead's Got Talent show at gmail.com the 11 to 1 show. Florence and the Machine, the dog days are over and LMFM's 11 to 1. Now it's time to go back in time. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 Going all the way back to 1848 and the first US Women's Rights Convention was held in New York organised by Elizabeth Caddy Stanton. Uh, she really was the driving force uh, behind this. She was the daughter of a judge and the wife of Henry Stanton. He was a noted slavery abolitionist politician. Uh, So there you go. That was today. And need to cool off? No, we don't because we're not feeling too much heat. But it might be still an excuse to celebrate National Daiquiri Day. It's sometimes refreshing after a stressful day. So daiquiri is one of the oldest known cocktails. was mostly invented in 1898 in the small mining town of daiquiri near San Diego in Cuba, where an engineer named Jennings Stockton Cox created this simple drink called the daiquiri. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie there's Keen to grow. I'll be waiting. News at 12 is approaching. But after that, speculation is rife that a huge group could be playing a gig at Croke Park. All the details of that. Plus, Boy Music Festival is back with a bang. They are celebrating their 10th anniversary. We'll be finding out more about that as well. The 11 to 1 show. Speculation is rife at the moment that a major act could be performing at Croke Park. All the details after One Republic. One Republic counting stars on LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Could it be Coldplay for Croker? Yeah, speculation is rife around the internet about a possible Croke Park gig for Coldplay be still my beating heart please say it is so where is this rumour coming from because people will know the band were just you know snubbing Dublin really because of the huge insurance costs so that's kind of the reason they weren't going to come here however in recent days at their concerts in Amsterdam so they're playing four concerts in Amsterdam at the moment a screen that people have uploaded a video of to TikTok and other sites clearly show Coldplay Amsterdam then the rest of it like so Rome then Dublin why would they have that on their big screen now if Dublin wasn't part of their list so there's very big, big excitement about this. Like that's, you know, like that's a serious error there to be putting up on their big screen. I don't think that's going to be a typo. Is it a little hint? Is it a little hint? They're playing four nights in Amsterdam. Their final gig is this evening. Could it be? Could Coldplay come to Ireland? Oh, I tell you. Very exciting. The last time I saw Coldplay was when The Point was called The Point, first of all. <laughs> and... 
they were like at the very early stages. I think it was like the second album, Rush of Blood to the Head, that album. Oh, listen, fantastic. I was really, really close to the front as well. They were amazing. Amazing. Haven't seen them since. Would love to see them live again. Please say this could happen. If it does, I will be the first in the queue for Coldplay. But look, at this rumors, there's rumours abound. It could happen. We'll have to just watch this space. Now, let's see what else has definitely happened in celebrity news now with The Buzz. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Olivia Rodrigo said her mum didn't get her song Driver's Licence when she first played it to her. She said her mother gets a first listen to every track she has, but would take her opinions with a pinch of salt. I play my mum's songs in the car all the time. I, I very much value her opinion. I take everything with a grain of salt, that being said, because I played her Driver's Licence for the first time, like what, like two, three years ago, and I remember her going, hmm, I don't know if I love the bridge part. It's just it's really loud and it's really big. And it turned out to be like some of the Troy Savan has responded to criticism that his new song Rush lacks body diversity. Responding to fans, Troy said it was never his intention and that body diversity didn't even come into it. They just made a music video and didn't think about shapes or sizes. Vin Diesel believes every area has a swag walk. He says his family have moved from New York to LA and has noticed that his kids haven't perfected it yet. Here's what he said. Because we live in LA most of the time. And you realize that your kids haven't really developed their swag walk yet. (laughs) And the reason is, when you grow up in New York City, one of the first things you have to do as a little kid is learn your swag walk. (laughs) Gotta start working on mine. There's a swag walk. Okay. That's the thing you need when you're growing up in New York City. You have to swag walk to the train station. You have to swag walk through the subway cars. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Don't think a swag walk would work the same walking down the streets of Drogheda or in Dundalk. You might get some serious looks. More celeb news with Eddie Gavry a little bit later on. Now back to the music. Here's Madonna. Oh, we could do it one. We could do it a holiday. We really could. By the way, if you are holidaying in the Northeast, then you will want to check out this next festival that is going to be coming up very, very shortly towards the end of the month. It's the Boyne Music Festival. It's 10 years on the go and it's the showcase for international chamber music, poetry, song and so much more. We're going to be chatting to the organisers just after these. The 11 to 1 show. With Some of the world's finest singers, musicians and artists are gathering in Drogheda for a preparation for the annual Boyne Music Festival. It's Laid's premier showcase for international chamber music and it's running from the 27th until the 30th of July in the stunning Townley Hall. So artists of international acclaim will be there presenting a series of diverse and intimate concerts. And as I say, this year marks the 10th anniversary of the festival, which makes it an extra special event. Joining me now to tell us more are artistic directors, co-founders, Deirdre Brenner and Julianne Manning they're back in studio oh it's so lovely to have you back in studio with me how are you getting on yeah very well we're um back in town and just preparing and getting ready for rehearsals and we're very excited to celebrate the 10 year milestone this year oh absolutely no doubt because you know the last time I was talking to you guys you were on the phone 2021 Deirdre you were in Vienna you were in Amsterdam and you're both (laughs) trying to organise this concert around Covid restrictions no doubt you're delighted that it's all back to normal 
Yeah, we're so thrilled. I mean, that year, the only thing we could offer publicly was a concert we played out the windows of Townley Hall to people on the lawn. But we just couldn't stand the idea of only recording events. So it was an entertaining year, but also a very stressful one. So we're happy to be back with normal audiences and all our favorite places and musicians. And it's going to be really exciting. It really is. Now, tell me, how is life for you guys? First of all, because I say you're in Amsterdam, Julianne, and you're in Austria. The music pretty much took you out there. Is that right? It's true. Yeah, I went to study in Vienna um, for a year. That was the plan to learn German and sort of have another European experience. And now it's 17 years later, I'm still there. (laughs) (laughs) You fell in love completely with the place. Yeah, it's beautiful, you know, and it's voted again this year the most livable city in the world, you know. And so it's a really comfortable place as an artist to be an artist. Um, And it's so rich in music. And I recommend that everybody visits there once in their life. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And we should say artist with a capital A because Deirdre is a phenomenal piano player. I mean, I could go through the CV but I'd be here all day <laughs> oh, that's so sweet I really, would be. I really would be but what what are you doing at the moment like are you performing there as well or what, what what's sort of your I suppose day to day over there yeah I have a mix I have one of these nice careers where I mix teaching and performing and my teaching work these days is mostly as a coach for singers oh wow so yeah I'm, I'm helping them prepare their repertoire work on their languages um, and I work at one of the universities in Austria and then the rest of the time is freelance like a lot of other people. Okay, very good. And Julian, yeah. you're so busy as well in Amsterdam. Again, yes. we'd be here all day listing the accomplishments. <laughs> I mean, she performs with orchestras all over the world. I mean, it's absolutely astounding. And your your cello is the main instrument for you, isn't it? Yes, I'm a cellist and I, I freelance at the moment. Um, I ended up in Amsterdam because I was living and studied in London, actually in England, and I worked in the Halle Orchestra for eight years. And then I met my partner. Oh. Um, Was it his <laughs> orchestra as well? No, he's not. He worked for a European agency. And then, of course, not to talk about Brexit, but that came along. Okay. And we ended up relocating to Amsterdam. And luckily, I'm freelancing with the orchestras over there. I'm really enjoying it and doing some teaching as well. Oh, fantastic. And able to go over and back. Yeah, well, that's the main thing because you guys are family as well. You're cousins. Yeah. So it's great. (laughs) So, you know, this idea for the festival very much came about with yourself and also Ashling. we should mention as well. She's been very much involved with this. So tell us, how did the the festival sort of come about? Was it over, uh, you know, a nice glass of wine as cousins hanging out or how did it come about? What was it was actually a little more spontaneous than okay. that. You know, we played, we were all living in London together. Well, not in the same house, but, you know, we were all living and studying in London for a while. And we used to play piano trio concerts together sometimes. Ah. And at one point we were doing a very small tour and Ashling discovered Townley Hall. And we inquired about doing a small concert there, not knowing the venue in advance. And when we arrived, we were just so inspired by the space, the acoustics, the piano, the setting that we just decided we needed to start a festival there and we did it. I love that. What I, what I love about this as well is it's very much bringing chamber music, which some people might have a notion. Oh, chamber music, though, like maybe right. maybe people have a notion about what it might mean. But it's um, very much accessible and you're bringing it to outside of Dublin, which is lovely. Yeah. And I think, you know, we want to make this festival be about the experience of the place. So experiencing what it feels like to be in Townley Hall this year, experiencing what it feels like to be in Slane Castle and, you know, to create programs that respond to the space. So people are interested and not just coming to hear, you know, boring classical music. It's actually really (laughs) exciting music in lots of different constellations, you know, um, so it 
it, the aim is to make it accessible and a beautiful experience for everyone who, who arrives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you mentioned Tiny Hall and I have like such fond memories of like playing in the kind of grounds areas of, the, of that, like that's open to the public, the wood and everything yeah. as a kid. But I had no idea and still have no idea of the history of this. And that's part of the programme. There's going to be sort of a walkabout and a tour of the actual house and the history. That's true. Yeah. Um, in Tiny Hall on Sunday, actually, um, Brendan, when we went for the first time, we were very lucky. We got a tour of the house and we found it so fascinating by um, this a member of the School of Philosophy who owned Tenley Hall, Brendan Kiernan, that we programmed it every single festival thereafter. And he's going to be leading it on Sunday and taking um, guests around the entire building and around the grounds and giving a very high level of detail. Yeah. It's very, very interesting and um, it's very popular. <laughs> so oh. It might even be almost sold oh, out, it but it's sold. such a beautiful building. It's really worth coming to an event or joining the tour to hear more about it. Yeah, absolutely. Because there, there's an amazing dome structure, isn't there, in one of the rooms? Like, I mean, in terms of the acoustics, it must be incredible. Yeah, it was designed by Francis Johnson, who designed the, um, was the architect for the GPO. Um, and yeah, it's an old Georgian building and all of the rooms are perfect settings for classical music or jazz. Sometimes we have jazz and folk and yeah, it's a really great setting for music and, you know, socialising. Yes, it really <laughs> is. I mean, that's what it's all about as well. So tell us, this is the 10th anniversary. You mentioned Slane Castle, which is fantastic because you've collaborated with them this year. This is the first time kind of moving it to a different setting as well. That's true. And we, we really wanted to do something special to mark this milestone. You know, we've created this festival with so many hours of work and so much support from family and friends um, that it feels like such an accomplishment to reach this 10-year mark and still love what we're doing. So we reached out to Slane Castle to at, inquire about, you know, some kind of partnership where we could have an event there. And it really worked out. So they're going to be offering a uh, uh, three-course, like, really fine dining um, menu option on the 27th of July where people can come and have dinner in the Gandon room before the concert if they choose. And then we have a glorious program upstairs in the ballroom um, of Slane Castle, which will take place at 8 p.m. featuring, you know, all of our wonderful chamber musicians and Anna Devon as a singer. And there'll be a marimba. And it's actually just a really fun and engaging and accessible program. So we hope this, you know, lures many, many people into Slane Castle. Yeah, not just for rock concerts, isn't it? Not just for rock concerts. (laughs) I've been in the the, the castle itself and it really is just stunning. I mean, it astounds me as well that the family actually live there. Yeah, right. (laughs) Around all this decadence. It's absolutely gorgeous. But the one thing as well that I love about this festival is that you very much nurture and support emerging artists. And that is one part of the programme that you concentrate in on every year these kind of are the guys to to watch aren't they exactly yes um every year we do we have um third level either irish or international students that come and they have master classes and they usually stay in Henley hall as well with the artists and just have a real immersive experience a learning experience um and they perform in their own concert as well as taking master classes and they really usually get stuck in as well and watch concerts rehearsals even lead 
you know, help to lead the children's workshops. So they have a really, really valuable week. And this um, festival, we have a couple of Irish singers and pianists that will be performing. Oh, amazing. Um, and it, it's going to be a beautiful concert. Yeah, and one of that's on my highlight is you have Zoe Conway and John McIntyre performing. I mean, every time the two of them perform, Aww. it is just so thrilling to me. So that's that's one that I'm going to be looking into, definitely. Yeah. And what what else have you got? So you mentioned children's workshops as well. So yeah. for, is this for kids that are already taking lessons that want to kind of maybe enhance No, not or? necessarily. On Saturday, the 29th of July in town. So it's going to be in St. Peter's Church of Ireland. Oh, brilliant. In, in yeah. the town centre. Um, and the the community centre across the way, we've got a children's workshop, which will be led by Jesse Grimes, who is a really, really fantastic and creative and enthusiastic presenter and hilarious debut. Um, <laughs> she's going to be leading the workshop and that's open to anyone oh, brilliant. between the age of about 6 to 12. So if they come along or have a look on the Boyne Music Festival website, they can find out more of that. But if you play an instrument or your child plays an instrument, they can bring it along. And of course, that would be great. Um, but otherwise, it's open to anyone. And that takes that's a two-hour workshop on the Saturday morning. And after that, there's a family concert at one o'clock also presented by um, Jesse Grimes and has all the Boy Music Festival artists involved. So it's got a huge variety in the programme, including um, the Carnival of the Animals for two pianos and nine, ten performers, which is a, oh, such a win in peace. Um, so that's going to be a brilliant half day in the morning. Yeah, yeah, we're really looking forward. I love that you've incorporated the workshop into that as well because maybe if you're trying to maybe get your child interested in music and you want to encourage them, this could be a nice little taster or flavour of that. very accessible. Every yeah. movement is depicting a different animal love and it tells it. a funny story with... Uh, poems we might even write a few of them ourselves um it's going to be really really re- and the music is gorgeous as well oh that's what we want absolutely so i know it's going to be hard for you to pick but if you have an absolute highlight on that jam-packed program over the few days what would you not want people to miss oh gosh answer that you know it's really it, it depends on you know what kind of what kind of space you want to walk into? You know, Slane Castle yeah. um, is a glorious castle, and I think for people who have never visited there, it's a really special experience. Uh, Townley Hall is so intimate. You know, if you want to get up close and personal, and the interesting thing about Zoe and John's um, performance is that it's it's they'll be performing as a duo, but mm. in addition, they'll be performing with an ensemble of BMF uh, string players, Ooh. and so mm-hmm. it's a kind of uh, crossover, for lack of a better word, or fusion of sort of written music with um, traditional, you know, improvised music, and that's going to be something kind of unique that you don't hear on every Whoa, corner. Highlight, yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll be a really good one, and I like yeah. that, that that the improvisation ap- aspect of that as well. That'll be really brilliant. So, how can people get tickets? Because as you said, the tour mm-hmm. that'll go really quickly. I'd say the Slane Castle one will book up fast as well. Yeah, that's booking fast, very yeah. fast, and Zoe's concert because as well in that program there's contemporary music as well so it's okay. got that it's a really nice program and um, if you want to buy tickets uh, you can just look on the website yep. boymusicfestival.com and we also have a phone number yep yeah and the phone number it's uh, 085 yep 283 mm-hmm. 3986 so it's possible to call up and yep. receive more information that's 085 283 3986 
0818-103-86. Fantastic. Well, look, you know, 10 amazing years of this festival, no doubt. It's going to continue for way more years to come. But thank you both so much for joining me in studio today. Oh, thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. us. Thanks a million. <laughs> yeah. Boyne Thank Music you. Festival running from the 27th till the 30th of July. Full details are on boyanemusicfestival.com and that phone number, we have it here if you need it. It's 085-283-3986. The 11 to 1 show. Always lovely to talk to the two ladies about that fantastic festival. So much work goes into planning something like this. And the fact that it's 10 years on the go now is absolutely brilliant. So if you want details, by the way, that number, I'll keep it here as well for you if you're looking for that, for the tickets. And now getting back to the music, here's Tom Baxter. Our love has changed better. Tom Baxter with Better on the way. I've got music from Brian Kennedy right after the job search. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Bortgosh Energy replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes visit localheroes.ie Me and the Local Sports Partnership are recruiting an office administrator for a one year maternity cover the position is aligned to local authority grade 4 candidate must have a recognised appropriate third level qualification you also must be proficient in Microsoft Office the full job description is on lmfm.ie in the the job section. The City Bin Company requires HGV drivers for their Dublin team to apply. You can email careers at citybin.com. Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes, backed by Bordgosh Energy. For gas boilers, heat pumps and electric vehicle charge point installation, visit localheroes.ie. Brian Kennedy, a better man and LMFM's 11 to 1. Just want to let you know, Slane and District Men's Shed, they have recently opened up a new metal working room. So they have added to the great facilities that they have there over the last few years. So they have a really well-equipped activity centre and they've added this new workshop. So the premises, it's a 1,500 foot building designed and built by the members themselves and very well equipped to carry out in safety all the usual metal work activities such as welding, soldering, cutting, drilling and various projects. Now they're based in Slane but the shed is open to all older men from all surrounding parishes. They open five days a week and they have a great range of activities as well. So as well as the metalwork, you've got woodwork, health, mindfulness, well-being, art, music. There's a fitness group. There's walks. There's trips. There's games. That kind of thing, like bowl, bowls, table tennis, stuff like that. And more importantly, tea drinking and chat. Oh yeah, uh, they've also got uh, healthy cookery, photography, computers, IT, and first aid as well. And they've got fantastic tutors for all of those that are pretty much provided by the LMETB as well. Uh, so they're urging anyone with a bit of spare time to drop in and join them and you will receive a very warm welcome. If you're interested in joining, there is a number for a guy called Pat who's running it there. He's on 87 2445246 it's amazing the worldwide at this stage now men's sheds initiative that have have set up all over the place it's just doing such great things in the community not only is it you know a great facility in the community because these guys the stuff that they make in the shed is 
brilliant. But as well as that, it is bringing people together. It's, you know, preventing isolation, loneliness, all of that. So great to see that the services in Slane uh, branch of the Men's Shed have expanded to include metalwork as well. So for people that might have been interested in that or maybe you did it as a job, before you retired and you'd love to get back into it and meet like-minded people, then Slain Med Shed is the place to go. Now, we're going to take a quick break and after that, i got music from the Style Council. The 11 to 1 Show. Time Council, shout to the top. We're shouting to the top for you, Martin McGuinness and Cullen. It is your birthday today. Happy birthday to you. Special request coming in for you. Mom, dad, sisters, Yvonne, Lavinia and Elaine. Also brother Daryl, nieces and nephews as well. All wishing you, Martin, in Cullen, a very happy birthday today. God, it's nice to be loved, isn't it, Martin? Hope you're having a fantastic day. Now, have to let you know... Next Tuesday, LMFM Radio Bingo, the jackpot. It's at €6,200. Fantastic amount of money to be winning. want to say congratulations to Phyllis English Species from Cullen and Bridget McNally from Navin. They won €400. Nice one. And also well done to Frank O'Malley from Drumconrath, Navin and Teresa McCauley from Terminfecken. They won €200. If you're not playing, you should be. You can buy your book from outlets across the northeast. Also, LMFM.ie. Remember as well, when you play LMFM Radio Bingo, you are supporting the fantastic people at Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre. So, next Tuesday, six thousand two hundred euro. Not bad. Should be. There's Paddy Casey, Saints and Sinners, bringing the show to a close. Thank you so much for your company as always. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday and I'll chat to you tomorrow. The 11 to 1 show.